engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Greetings, conversationalists. It's Eric Erickson here, and I am delighted to have you. The phone number, it is an open line Friday, 877-973-7425. But don't call yet, because we got to talk about something serious first. And also, you can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, and you can get the podcast, the show notes, all of that. Uh, by the way, uh, thank you for the prayers. They worked. My daughter got into my alma mater, Mercy University. She, uh, you know, she. I've been telling y'all she applied to tech. She actually told me last night. The woke experiences what at tech were so over the top. Every time she went, she didn't even bother to apply. Uh, so she applied to Auburn University of Georgia and Mercer, my alma mater. Mercer's her top pick. She's waiting to hear about Georgia and Auburn. Um, but she really wants to go to Mercer. So, yay, she's in. Okay, now, I, we got to talk about something very serious, and, and, and I, I don't say that flippantly or humorously. This is actually a very serious story, and you're going to hear it from me and probably from no one else. Although I do have to credit Fox News, they covered this. This is... One of the more alarming stories that has come out uh, in the last year, and for a lot of reasons, and I am kind of flabbergasted that major media outlets, other than Fox News, aren't covering this. Let me give you the overview from the Washington Free Beacon, a, a conservative news site in D.C. A bio lab illicitly run by a Chinese national in California contained traces of coronavirus, HIV, malaria, Ebola, and other infectious diseases. But federal authorities spent months ignoring pleas from local officials to shut the site down, according to a report from congressional investigators. The lab was discovered in December 2022 in Reedley, California a town of 26,000 residents. An inspector, by the way, a, a, a business license inspector happened to stumble upon the warehouse that did not have a business license and was clearly operating in some capacity and entered the facility and there were a bunch of Chinese nationals inside working with thousands of vials of biological substances. This is from a report of the House Select Committee on China. It came out yesterday. It is a bipartisan report. Democrats and Republicans alike are not only sounding the alarm, but are raising major red flags that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia, did a massive, massive, massive screw-up operation. The makeshift lab contained live mice and freezers filled with improperly stored pathogens and other unknown biological and chemical substances. Officials determined the lab housed a witch's brew of diseases from HIV and coronavirus infectious parasites and a storage area marked Ebola. Local officials in Reedley contacted the CDC 
and the federal government spent months ignoring the city's pleas for assistance and only became involved after congressmen started asking questions. Authorities determined the lab was run by Jesse Zhu, a Chinese national who had previously stolen millions of dollars of intellectual property from American companies. During the investigation, congressional investigators found the CDC ignored in-depth reports about the lab's activities and then performed inadequate review. In fact, they destroyed a lot of uh, stuff at the warehouse that could be used as evidence. Local officials tried repeatedly to get the CDC to help. Wasn't just the CDC, the FDA screwed up as well. Now, this is Kevin Kiley. I, I want to read for you from Kevin Kiley. Uh, Kevin Kiley is a member of Congress. Um, he represents the 3rd Congressional District. Following the discovery of a secret illegal, illegal Chinese biolab in California, I requested an investigation by the House. The Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party released its disturbing report. The lab was run by an international fugitive from China named Jaibei Jesse Zhu. After running various state-connected companies in China, he moved to Canada where he set up dozens of corporations to steal American intellectual property and transfer to China. The Supreme Court of British Columbia said he committed fraud on an epic scale resulting in a $330 million judgment. He fled to the United States, assumed the alias David He and set up several more companies, including the Biolab. The lab was discovered when a code inspector stumbled upon it in Reedley, California. She found Chinese nationals wearing white lab coats, glasses, masks, and latex gloves, along with thousands of vials of biological substance and a thousand mice. Upon investigation, it, it turns out that the mice were transgenic mice, meaning they were genetically engineered to catch and carry COVID. A further inspection found blood, tissue, and other bodily fluid samples and serums, along with thousands of vials of biological material. Some of the vials were labeled in the names of infectious agents, where others were labeled in a code no one has been able to decipher. At first, the Chinese refused to invert the CDC. The CDC refused to investigate and hung up on local officials. Only after Congressman Kevin Kiley got involved did the CDC do an inspection and found at least 20 potentially infectious agents, HIV, tuberculosis, uh, the deadliest known form of malaria, Ebola, and others. The CDC did not bother to test any of the samples, even those with unknown content, making it impossible for the select committee to fully assess the potential risks that this specific facility posed on the community. There was a refrigerator in the lab labeled Ebola. While the supposed purpose of the lab was to sell COVID test kits, in fact, the company only bought counterfeit kits from China and resold them in the United States. There was a lack of apparent legitimate or even profit-motivated motive, criminal motive, in the operation of the facility. It raises all sorts of questions, particularly given that Jesse Zhu, the criminal operator, was receiving unexplained payments via wire transfer from Chinese banks. The report further notes that no one knows whether there are other unknown biolabs bio because there's no monitoring system in place. This was a bio lab, or should we say bioweapons laboratory. 
in California, run by a Chinese national on the lam, who is getting wire payments from Chinese banks, from God only knows who, staffed with other Chinese immigrants, with Ebola, malaria, tuberculosis, HIV, COVID, all in the lab, and mice, a thousand mice that were transgenically engineered to carry and spread COVID. This happened. How many of you have heard about this from your local media today? You know what else? I didn't know this. Back in 2022, did you know this? Because I didn't hear this. This is from National Review. Totally went under the radar until someone sent it to me today. It was reported by National Review. Did not get a lot of local press. In the 2022 Democratic primary in New York, Chinese operatives from China tried to take out a candidate for Congress who was of Chinese descent, had served in the American military. Do you know why? He had been one of the ringleaders of the Tiananmen protests in the 1990s. He was one of the protesters. Not only that, but according to Merrick Garland at the Department of Justice, Chinese individuals tried to bribe agents within the Department of Justice and lawyers within the Department of Justice and the FBI to reveal classified information to them and confidential information about pending cases on Chinese nationals. It also appears that there was uh, another uh, local uh, New York candidate for the New York legislature that the Chinese tried to sabotage. Have you heard about these things? Two Department of Homeland Security employees, Derek Taylor and Craig Miller, one recently retired, are charged with having accepted bribes in July of 2022 to access a government database and retrieve passport and immigration-related data about three Chinese dissidents. The plot was led by Jason Sun, an employee of a Hong Kong-based tech company. His team included Matthew Ziburis, a former Florida Department of Corrections employee, and Fan Lu, known as Frank Liu, the Queens-based executive of a Chinese-language media company and a UN-registered non-governmental organization, an NGO. The group allegedly carried out operations across New York, Indiana, and California. Its members are accused of conducting illegal surveillance of their targets. Although prosecutors in the Eastern District of New York don't allege outright the defendants are responsible for the mysterious demolition of a statue by Los Angeles-based dissident artist Wee Ming Chin that showed Xi Jinping as a COVID molecule, court documents allege they talked about destroying it, and it was, in fact, destroyed. So you have Americans who are willing to take the bribes and help China. Have you heard about any of this stuff? Let me explain to you what goes on here. ABC is run by Disney, which wants access to the Chinese box office. CBS is run by Paramount, which wants access to the Chinese box office. NBC is run by Comcast, which owns Universal, which wants access to the Chinese box office. The New York Times and the Washington Post have long taken advertisements 
from China, as has the Los Angeles Times and USA Today and others. The Chinese have spread their money around to American media interests, all of whom are owned by conglomerates that need access to the Chinese marketplace to do business, and they haven't reported any of this stuff. It was the Washington Free Beacon, a conservative outlet reporting this today, and the social media accounts of members of Congress, and only Fox News, which no longer owns 20th Century Fox and has no great ties to China anymore. Only Fox News is covering this stuff. CNN is owned by Warner Brothers. They need access to the Chinese box office. American media outlets are not reporting this. The CDC dropped the ball, a government agency designed to keep us safe. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention ignored requests from local officials, and then when they went in, they bungled it, didn't do a good job, destroyed evidence, making it impossible for Congress to figure out what's going on, how many Chinese have infiltrated the CDC. We have Chinese nationals crossing our border on the north and the south end, getting into this country, bringing ships in and jumping ship, running them on shore from the Bahamas. All while Xi Jinping makes nice with Joe Biden in San Francisco. We're at war with China, and people don't even realize it. The Chinese certainly do. A bioweapons lab. Let's take out the word weapons, a bio lab with mice genetically modified to spread viruses in this country was operating in plain sight. And federal investigators from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the Food and Drug Administration and others botched the investigation such that we can't actually know what happened. How did this guy who ran it get into the country in the first place? Think of all of the Chinese illegal aliens who have crossed this country, embedding inside this country. We've got an army growing inside our nation against us, and nobody's even paying attention to this stuff. This isn't hysterical nonsense. This is really happening. The Chinese tried to sabotage a congressional candidate in this country and successfully probably cost him his election. They wanted to manufacture scandals against him, and if those didn't work, take his life. This is all documented, not by me, but by Merrick Garland, the attorney general, who held a press conference on it, and the media didn't cover it. Think of all of the stupid things Donald Trump has done that the media covered nonstop. Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, does a press conference telling the press not only did the Chinese try to sabotage a congressional candidate's race, but that they also tried to, and in some cases successfully did, infiltrate the Department of Justice and the FBI, and the media has been silent. And now a bioweapons lab in California, and the media is silent because they are owned by conglomerates that depend on China for revenue at the box office. We are being played, and you got American CEOs meeting with Xi Jinping, trying to ingratiate themselves to him. We have an enemy within, and we need to take it seriously. Want to be on the show? Hello? Hello? I-, I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. Get the podcast, live stream, email, and social media links by texting Eric to 33777 now.
Many of you do not know who Gretchen Felker Martin is. Gretchen Felker Martin is an author. She's uh, definitely on the left, but is an author uh, of some note, has had her books published by major book houses. Allow me to read for you a tweet of hers. Can pretty safely state that bin Laden and I did not agree on much. But blowing up the World Trade Center is probably the most principled and defensible thing he ever did. This comes after all the TikTok kids suddenly discovering Osama bin Laden's letter and deciding that, not that their worldview is wrong, but that he is right. Um, my goodness gracious, they, we, we are infested with these people. And, and now we've got this China situation. This is, this is remarkable, absolutely remarkable. Uh, and no one seems to be taking this cultural rot seriously, and we should. By the way, speaking of cultural rot, you, sh you should know, and I'm going to say a word that's going to offend some of you. Uh, it's a word I get to say, but um, it, it offends a lot of people these days, and you need to understand it. Put it in context. I'm telling you what he said. A decade ago, actually 13 years ago, Travis Kelsey used the R word. He called someone retarded on Twitter. And now it's not the Taylor Swift fans coming after him. It's the news media coming after Taylor Swift fans for not being mad at him for tweeting that word out in 2010. And the media is aghast that he gets a pass. The media is the enemy of the people, isn't it? All right. I got to tell you about Eden Pure <clears throat> Thunderstorm, the three-pack. You can get three of them for less than $200 at uh, EdenPureDeals.com. All you do is put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, at EdenPureDeals.com, and you'll get three of them for less than $200. You're saving $200, and you get free shipping. Now, what is it? Well, it is an air purifier, so it gets rid of the dust and the pollen and the bacteria floating in the air, but it also odor is an odor eliminator. You hold it in your hand. It's a little bigger than your hand. I travel with one. I keep it in my bag. It'll wipe out smoke odors, litter box odors, pet odors, musty odors. You name it, it wipes out those odors. I've wiped out odors in rental cars and hotel rooms. I've been in hotels that use them in places that have fireplaces. You can get three of them for less than $200. You got one for upstairs, downstairs, your basement, your travel bag, your RV, wherever you need them. Get three of them for less than $200. You go to EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is just my name, Eric, on the front page of the site, E-R-I-C-K, at EdenPureDeals.com. When we come back, I'll take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. It is an open line Friday. Before I move into the other stuff, I will talk to Scott. Scott, welcome to the show. How are you? Good afternoon. Great, Eric. It's first time caller. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, the point I was I was speaking to your screener about is you know, obviously you know nobody knows this for sure nobody ha I believe that the nature of the attacks on Israel being as horrific as they were were intentional. I believe it was intentional to force Israel into a situation where they had no choice but to do the attacking and the and the uh, war that they have waged. And I don't believe that um, uh, Hamas could have possibly been allowed to do that without Iran's direction. And I don't believe Iran was allowed, could be allowed to give that direction without China and Russia giving them the, the go-ahead green light. I think this entire thing was the initiation of a war that they wanted so we could be spread thin. 
and and not win in Ukraine and not be able to fight against Taiwan's attack. And I believe China is right on the verge of attacking Taiwan. Oh, I, I think they are, too. I think the fact that, that she came over here and made kissy face with Biden is, is uh, <laughs> Taiwan needs to watch out. Um, there are some things going on on the periphery here, too, to keep in mind. But I look, I do think we have an axis of evil on our hands. It's Iran, China, Russia, and their allies in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and elsewhere, uh, increasingly Turkey, that are trying to... Uh, turn the world against the West. And one of the things they want to show the rest of the world is the weakness of the West and the indecisiveness of the West. In fact, there's a big article today out in a European paper about how we got to keep in mind that uh, Vladimir Putin at this point doesn't necessarily want to win Ukraine. I mean, he'd like to, but he knows that even if he can't, he can show that the when the West abandons Ukraine, that uh, those countries that try to ally with the West... Uh, are are sold out eventually, and so you should not make alliances with the West. It, it's it's all propaganda, and it's tied into into China. Now, part of the Chinese situation, though, everybody does need to keep in mind. The Chinese are not doing well economically. This is one thing you, you do have to understand about the dynamics in China right now that people sometimes forget. Prior to Xi Jinping becoming the dictator of China. The prior dictators, all of whom the Communist Party term limited, they've given Xi a pass on this. But after Mao, they embraced the idea that policy would shape ideology. So the policies to make China an economic powerhouse would shape the Chinese communist ideology. And it led to a middle class and it led to entrepreneurship and it led to a lot of big Chinese businesses growing. Xi, however was re-educated as a child because his father was deemed insufficiently loyal to the state. And he's become a true believer. And she has abandoned the idea of policy shall shape the ideology and instead has embraced ideology-shaping policy, which is a Marxist maxim. And it's not working out for him economically. The middle class is collapsing and drying up. The entrepreneurial class is being chased out of the country. Big businesses are being wound down. Bad government debts are now being revealed. Uh, economically, China is doing poorly because China's on the decline. It's not actually on the rise. And she is having to come to this country and change his tone a little bit because uh, American businesses were becoming increasingly alarmed and pulling capital out of Hong Kong and China. And that's further eroding China. So he's got to come make kissy face and hope that we fall for it. And I don't think there's any coincidence that as she is publicly making kissy face on, on TikTok, the Chinese military's uh, spy and disinformation app, you've got people praising bin Laden and terrorism as his, his heroic resistance. All of this comes in the context of she trying to buy time uh, as his economy is not doing well. And a bunch of American CEOs decided to hang out with him. A whole bunch of American CEOs, Tim Cook, uh, Elon Musk, and others all showed up. It was notable Elon Musk in his picture of him shaking hands with President Xi said, prosperity for all. Not freedom. Not freedom. Uh, Elon Musk doesn't care about freedom. Elon Musk cares about money. He cares about prosperity. Uh, and that prosperity for all, by the way, the Jews and the Uyghurs uh, need, need not apply. It's prosperity for all, but not all, all, just some all, because, you know, uh, all are equal, but some are more equal than others. Um, Elon Musk has gone off the rails with his anti-Semitism, and now his praise of Xi Jinping, and not a call for freedom, but a call for prosperity. You got Tim Cook is so entangled in China, he can't get out of it with Apple. And I love Apple, but they're too entangled with China, and she needs them. 
Uh, major corporations and financiers have been pulling out of Hong Kong at an alarming rate, so alarming it's destabilizing the Hong Kong economy, which kind of underpins the mainland Chinese economy, and Xi's got to reverse the damage. But he can't long-term because, again, ideology shapes policy for Xi. He's a Chinese communist true believer, and that is a problem. And it's also one that makes China more dangerous because as it is collapsing, they're going to do whatever they can to hold on and avoid the freefall. And that really does make them dangerous. Now, back to the phones. Jake, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show, Jake. Hey, Eric. Uh, I wanted to add to your the comments about the bio lab. About a week ago, I read on Epoch Times a very detailed article that went to uh, great uh, depths about the guy that uh, is in charge of the bio lab he started in canada uh and a bunch of his associates and all the different uh, organizations that they had every time he got caught he'd move somewhere else he'd pack up and move and he was in uh, california but he also had a lot of uh, spots set up in other states around the united states as well as as uh, in the caribbean uh, they listed uh persons by name and also some of those that were officials in, in companies that were in China. Yeah, look, it's, it is spread around the country. I don't think people appreciate as much, Jake, and thanks very much for the phone call. I, I, I don't think people appreciate just how widespread this is. I don't think people appreciate how widespread the Chinese intelligence in this country is. You know, there's the old story about, was it Khrushchev pounding his shoe, saying he, they would take over this country without a shot being fired, or they would, uh, whatever, destroy the country, uh, America without a shot being fired. It's the Chinese taking him up on that. It's the Chinese and Xi that have doing it. For a very long time, the Chinese governments decided that they could coexist in this world with the West, and their threat really was... Um, China, Russia, uh, China and Russia have long been at odds. She is trying to repackage that relationship. Some of the underpinning of people on the right who want to uh, make nice with Vladimir Putin comes from the idea that um, Putin's interests are in the West, not the East, and that we should not allow them to ally with China. Henry Kissinger, for a very long time, understood the threat that if China and Russia allied with each other, it could be destabilizing to the West. The reality is uh, they're they're headed in that direction now, and what we as a country should be doing is leading the rest of the world. It's where the, the post-colonialism problem comes in. A lot of groups in the world, not just in college campuses and public schools in this country, but around the world are being taught this post-colonial idealism. It's premised on lies about what came before, and it's designed to turn uh, regional populations against the West against the United States and Great Britain in particular. And it is pervasive among uh, progressive organizations around the world, among environmental organizations and others. It's very progressive, very ideological, very aligned with China and Russia's interests. If you will recall, in the 1980s, the Soviets funded, in the 1970s, the Soviets funded a lot of American environmental organizations. Because those environmental organizations were anti-industrial, anti-nuclear, anti-nuclear power, anti-nuclear weapons, and the Soviets funded them. That's why so many environmentalists were called watermelons. They were green on the outside but red in the middle.
red being the color of communism, because red is the color of bloody revolution, which communists support. And we now know China has been funding environmental organizations around the world. That's come out the last couple of months as well. The Chinese and the Russians together have been funding environmentalist organizations around the world. The Russians were writing checks to environmental organizations in Germany that wanted the Germans not to expand nuclear power, but instead embrace uh, Russian imported natural gas. And it worked quite successfully in Russia and in Germany. The Chinese are doing it as well. We got a bunch of people in this country who are being paid by the Chinese and the Russians. And I still think it's notable. We so quickly can identify the people who tore down the posters of the Israeli hostages, but we're not having luck identifying all the people on TikTok praising Osama bin Laden. I think that's very notable. Are they even in this country? Brian, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Thanks for taking my call, man. Sure. Love the show. Listen, I'm 55. I have a five-year-old daughter, and I'm terrified for what the world is going to. But I drive a truck in Atlanta a lot, and I keep seeing these signs on the side of the road that says, Stop Environmental Racism. <laughs> I'd like your, your right. It's probably word salads, like, against Cop City, okay. but I just, I'd like your spin on that. All right, so environmental racism. So Louisiana is, is a great, great uh, area to deal with, but also like like the uh, police training facility in, in the uh, DeKalb County area of Atlanta. So there are lots of areas in the country where uh, there are, for example, um, um, waste dumps, trash dumps, or there are industrial refining facilities and things like that and, and environmentally polluting areas. And it happens that land in those areas is very cheap. And so a lot of times the factories and the and the waste processing facilities go to those areas because it's cheap and they buy the land. And it also happens that uh, the real estate values in those areas crater, and so a lot of poor people move to those areas. And in the South in particular, disproportionately, those tend to be black residents. And so the environmentalists say, well, look, uh, we got to shut down now the uh, the garbage dump and the and the waste processing facility because they're there because black people live in those areas and therefore it's environmental racism. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. And, and now, keep in mind it's a chicken egg argument. In many cases it's the it's yeah. the it's the waste facility and it's the garbage dump that was there first and right. all the residential land was so cheap that people built houses there. It, it not the other way around, but the left they don't care about that. I got you. It's like the chicken farm. People build a house around there and then complain about the noise. Yes. Exactly. I've been there for 40 years. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and, and they don't care. It's environmental racism. And, and Brian, you're apparently a racist for for not understanding that. I just want you to know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, brother. You have a great holiday, man. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Y'all, I mean, literally, this is – this is what it is. And, and yeah, you see it all over the South. So I was visiting my parents in Louisiana. There's a huge Exxon facility in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. When I was a kid, it blew up. We lived 40 minutes away and we could hear the explosion. That's how bad it was. Uh, but a huge, huge Exxon oil refinery in the middle of downtown Baton Rouge. And around it, obviously, the property values are bad. Cancer rates are not good. And it's environmental racism. Now, the Exxon Mobil facility was there first. It was there first. But you have a poor neighborhood around it that is predominantly black, 
And, well, the ExxonMobil facility is a product of environmental racism, don't you know? Oh, these people, they, they just they want to be outraged about something, and they'll twist history just so they can make themselves mad. Now, you know what makes me mad? Having to stand in line all day while some person, if I started to say woman and I didn't, I didn't. I caught myself from my misogyny. You should be proud of me. Standing in line in front of me with a bunch of packages and hadn't weighed them, doesn't have the address, uh, just it drives me insane, particularly around the holiday season. And you can avoid the lines with Stamps.com. If you've got packages to send, you can sign up at Stamps.com. You you know what? I'm going to go to the website because it's been a while. So you go to Stamps.com. There's a microphone in the top right corner. You click on it and you put in E-R-I-C-K. You click the blue submit button. And you get a great deal from Stamps.com. You get uh, some postage. You get a limited time offer. You get a free digital scale. And then you can get 84% off UPS and post office rates. You can arrange pickup of your packages at your home or office. You never have to go stand in line with the people coughing and sneezing this holiday season. Avoid the lines. Get the best rates. Stamps.com. You have no long-term commitment, by the way. You have no contract to sign. No long-term commitment. All you do is go to Stamps.com, click the microphone in the top right corner, put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You can start saving today, get the free digital scale, and stop standing in line. He'll do the research and give it to you straight. Eric Erickson is live every weekday. Text ARMY to 33777 now. That's why I like the Frost family, y'all. They run First Liberty Building and Loan. They said, stop stop selling First Liberty. I, I, I got to tell you, you can go to FirstLibertyGA.com if you if you want some, if banks are giving you a hard time and, and you want to talk to them. But they, they told me specifically, uh, don't do the sales pitch. It's Thanksgiving. Tell people uh, they're thankful for everybody who sent them business, and they want to remind you of all the great things we have to be thankful of in this country. And we actually really do have so much to be thankful for. So on behalf of First Liberty Building and Loan, Happy Thanksgiving to everyone as we head into this holiday season and this weekend uh, while you will be in the mad dash at the grocery store. Um, So if you want to find out more about First Liberty, they've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 90s. Go to FirstLibertyGA.com. But on behalf of the Frost family, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Um, Y'all, so my buddy Scott Slade, he was the morning host on my flagship station, WSB, for decades. And he got inducted into the Georgia or the Atlanta Press Club Hall of Fame. And I swore I would never do one of these after the Georgia Broadcasters Hall or Radio Hall of Fame because that sucker would, I mean, people just don't know when to shut up. And it took all night. And I just, I found it just, just infuriating and, and disrespectful for, and it wasn't on them. It was just that the people getting inducted, I realized they were happy and stuff, but he just couldn't shut up. Um, and I went, I, I swore I'd never go again. And I went last night with a group of my colleagues from WSB to honor Scott Slade. And I I got room service a couple hours beforehand. And I knew the sandwich just, it didn't taste right. And I just told myself, uh, it's the it's the way they, it's the, the mayonnaise. It was just, it was a flavor. I was so sick. Oh my gosh, last night I was so sick. I hadn't had uh, bad food poison in a while. I got to that dinner. And I sat down at the table as the oh no, I gotta go back to my hotel room. I was in that hotel room for hours and and, and God bless the staff at that hotel. I had to call down to the front desk and say, Y'all, I think I got food poisoning. I'm sick. They took care of me and I finally, finally was able to make my 
hate my way home. Oh, it was awful. But um, congratulations to Scott Slade. I'm sorry I missed your speech. I hear it was the shortest one of the night. God bless you for that. But, oh, it was it was a miserable night. Um, and I, I got missed hanging out with friends, um, but got to stay in a hotel room. Night. I was not expecting that. Oh, okay. When we come back, oh, we got a lot of other stuff. I will take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. And also, um, it is an open line Friday, so your, your calls will come. But when we come back, you know, Joe Manchin is leaving the Senate. It is a guaranteed Republican pickup. I don't know that Jesus running as a Democrat, would be able to win this seat in West Virginia. They've become so Republican. And so you will not be surprised to learn that suddenly the United States Senate is a deeply problematic institution again. It always is whenever the Republicans are in charge. And now the Washington Post once again wants to delegitimize the United States Senate because the Republicans are on the verge of picking it up. Uh, it is the, one of the most – it's like homelessness. You never hear about homelessness until Republicans in the White House, and then suddenly it's a major problem, or unhousedness now, I guess they would call it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.